Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. everybody, welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast. My name is Ja Ribeiro and our special guest this week is Gurpreet. And Gurpreet, I'm really excited to have Gurpreet on the show with us. She has 14 years of experience in, in the HR field and is currently running her own HR consulting firm called HR Superheroes, providing full HR support to small and medium enterprises along with startups. Welcome to the show, Gurpreet. Thank you so much, John. So excited to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I've heard a lot, you know, we've had some really good conversations before yes. we actually got on this call. But one thing that came across my table as well, you know, you're highly referred by one of our other podcast, one of the other people we did a podcast with. And I'm very excited because I know our conversations have been, you know, full of life, really exciting. And I know the information you're going to share with the Zero to Hired audience is just going to be amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. So let's get started. So you do quite a bit of hiring and I, just to give a little bit of background, you do hiring for Canadian and U.S. firms in North America. Yes. And what I want to talk about right now and one of the things I want to cover is, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing that candidates are facing? Okay. Uh, so, yes, I do a lot of hiring, uh, both Canadian and U.S. markets. In my 14 years of experience with the recruitment process, uh, one thing I keep seeing over and over, even today, uh, it's something that's never changed in the 14 years that I've done recruitment. It's, uh, it's actually resumes and interview skills. Those are the two things I've seen a lot common theme in a lot of candidates. Um, a lot of, I would say the number is pretty high. I would say 90 plus candidates actually don't know how to represent themselves on a piece of paper called resume. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it can be a lot of reasons for that because there's just so much overload information available to them and resources. So they kind of get lost and confused onto, and I hear this all the time when I'm working with individuals as well. Well, I did this, I got this information, I've done this, I've tried everything and I'm still not getting interviews. Um, so I've noticed that it's always a resume. If you're not getting interviews, it's a simple thing. Your resume is supposed to get you interviews. That's the whole sole purpose of a resume. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if you're not getting interviews, then the problem lies in your resume. Um, and one of the common things I've always seen is individuals tend to stick more to talking about the responsibilities and duties, which I refer to as a job description. So it reads like a job description. Um, so I see that a lot and that's probably why they're not getting jobs because companies are more focused on, you know, what results are you going to get, get for us, right? If we hire you, what are we going to get? What are the results? So if candidates can focus on that, they will see a lot more improvement. Second I've seen is interviews. Um, again, the number is really high. Uh, even today, like when I do interviews, a lot of candidates it, it's so, it seems very simple to do, but a lot of people fail on this one little thing is even the phone interviews, people don't take it seriously and they just take a call and they have no knowledge about the company, the preparation part. Uh, one tip I always give individuals is, you know, don't be so rushed to take that phone call when you get uh, a call from a potential 
employer, uh, you know, take your time, study and prep for the interview. And it's, it's, it seems very logic and simple, but so many people make this one common mistake is not actually taking the time to prep for the interview and actually putting some thought into their experience, studying their resume, studying their experience and formulating questions, answers to typical questions that can be asked in the interview. It's just that simple, but yet so many people don't do a simple step prep. Yeah, no, preparation, I'm, I'm totally aligned with you on this one. This is one of the things we're always talking about, preparation, preparation. You need to know not only yourself, but you also need to know the organization really well. And I know when yeah. we, sp we spoke earlier, you know, you don't have to take that phone call right away. You can always say, hey, you know, right now is not a good time to talk. When can I follow back up with you? And this way you have a few minutes to organize your thoughts, your notes, whether it's a few minutes, a few hours, you know, as long as you get back to them within, you know, a reasonable time, I'm going to say less than 24 hours, you can actually go into that conversation being prepared. And I know it's a big pet peeve for people to, you know, when I, when I spoke to other recruiters, I, I know you feel a little bit differently about this, but when people say, Hey, which organization is this and what role is this for? You know, if you can go back in that, into that conversation, with you know some knowledge about what you applied for and why you applied for it that's going to make the difference for you yes so, yeah so that's great so actually i want to dig in a little bit deeper on the resume piece because yes. you said 90 percent do it poorly and i i think that's I think the number is high John. wow yeah yeah i mean it's only 10 percent of the people are doing it right i'm i'm being very modest when i said 90 <laughs> but but it is a substantial number because one thing i know i hear quite a bit is you know nobody's calling me and if nobody's calling you, it's because your resume is not doing the, the right job for you. Yes, so what, are the, what are the one or two things or maybe three things that people really need to highlight? I know you talked about making sure that you highlight how you're going to add value to the organization. But what other two or three things could they add into the resume that's going to make a difference for them? So here's a simple rule to follow when doing a resume, right? Uh, first, what I like to call is a value proposition, just like businesses have uh, value proposition. We as individuals should have a value proposition. Um, so your profile summary, like we see a lot of profile summaries on resumes, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of highlighting, you know, uh, what you're looking for, why not talk about the value you bring to a company? So what's your value proposition? Uh, this requires a little bit of a deeper thinking um, where you need to know exactly, you know, what value you're going to bring to the company, but then you also need to showcase how using the, this value can also get company results, right? So I say you focus on a few little things that need to spell out clearly in your resume is, okay, if the company hires you, what value they're going to get from you, the benefits they're going to get from hiring you, mm -hmm. and lastly, the return on the investment, right? So when a company is hiring you, companies making an investment that salary 50k 40k 100k it's an investment and when we make investments in anything in this situation it's an, an employee we're going to hire you want our return um so what i tell everybody to look at is you know some people think it's easy for salespeople to write those uh return like i increased the sale but in the end of the day we all bring something to the table We've accomplished a lot of results for companies we've worked for. So, so let's focus on that. Sit, take, a, take a pen and paper, whatever gets your thought process going. Mm -hmm. But focus on 
what results you have achieved in each of the positions. Start there. The problem with resumes, I'll be very honest, why people don't know how to write resume is they're jumping to just writing a final piece of a resume instead of actually doing the work, which is, you know, going through this whole process of, okay, well, who am I as a professional? How can a company benefit from me? Right. And if you need to end, these are like some typical questions that you should know the answer to. And if you don't, then you need to really dig hard and look at yourself as, okay, well, who am I as a professional? Right. What do I want people to know me as? What have I achieved? What results I've gotten in my career? Any company you worked for, like say, John, me and you are doing, say, recruitment, mm-hmm. uh, be- be- performing a same role called recruitment. Are your results going to be the same as my results? I don't know. Is this a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, well, what good. are we going to do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are we going to perform the recruitment the same way? No, no, absolutely not. We're, we're going to have our own style. We're going to have our own technique. We're going to have our own strategies because depending on our background and our experience, things are going to be different. Yes. So are we going to have, are we going to accomplish the same thing? Me and you, all our accomplish is going to be identical. No, no, our accomplishments are going to look different. The results might be the same, but the way we accomplish that result is going to be different. Exactly. So that's what we need to focus on as when we're in a job seeker mode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, other thing is I see where people fail and lately because I've been working with so many individuals, it's the mindset. Uh, you, instead of thinking like a job seeker, you need to change your mindset and think like a business owner. So I like to tell everybody, uh, job seekers, career professionals, you are an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur of your own career. That's your business. Your career is your business. Mm -hmm. So you are a CEO of your own career, right? So manage it like that. Um, And it comes down to knowing the results you've achieved in your career for different companies you've worked for. So those are the things you need to know. And the reason you need to know this is just not for a resume. Guess what? Once you actually know the answer to these questions, the value you bring, the results you've gotten, accomplishment, achievements for companies, it has to tie back to the company. A lot of people focus too much on me, 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 me. It's not about you. It's about what you did and how the company Uh, got results from hiring you right you always want to tie it back that I did this and this is how the company benefited I did this I accomplished this but this is how the company benefited right each thing you look if you start looking at the accomplishments that you've achieved in each position then you look at okay but okay I got this accomplishment but how did the company benefit from that accomplishment Hmm. that's like the tying piece right if you can showcase you did this and this is how the company benefited from it, guess what? You've highlighted your accomplished. You have also highlighted how the company benefited. So and now it's not about you. It's a little bit about you, but it's also about them. Like, hey, I did, I did this and the company got this result, right? So if you start focusing on everything you write on your resume, kind of tie it right back to how that company benefited from you being in that role, chances of you getting um, an interview will be a little higher, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Not just a little bit. I think it's going to be a lot higher. A lot higher. And honestly speaking, if you can start tying these pieces together, guess what? You're going to rock your interview. A lot of the prep work comes down to resume, also ties back to you 
you, you pre preparing you for the interview. Yes. If you do all the legwork right and get go from the beginning, guess what? It gets a little bit easier when you're going on interviews because you already know your stuff. You know exactly what value you're gonna bring to the table, right? And I always tell her, hey, listen, if you want to kick it up a notch and really stand out from a crowd, then, you know, companies like I'm an entrepreneur. So, you know, we put pit a pitch deck together, proposals. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually teach people, listen, you can do the same thing. You can put a pitch, a pitch deck together and take that with you. Uh, it comes in uh, handy in multiple ways. You can actually use that pitch deck. See if you're trying to reach out to potential companies and you're networking, right? Mm. Obviously, you don't want to send this pitch deck right away when you connect with somebody, but you want to build that relationship. Then you can, once you assess you have a relationship, you can slowly kind of like, hey, you know, here's a here's something about me, um, and I'm on the market or whatever. And you can send a pitch deck, which looks more better than a resume because let, let's be honest, resumes are a little bit boring, and they have to be boring because of the whole ATS part. But if you do a pitch deck, uh, you know, highlighting some of the accomplishments, projects you've worked on, the results you've gotten for companies, guess what? You're marketing yourself, right? You're standing yeah. out from the crowd. You're doing something different. Um, I also see this pitch deck comes in handy even when you go on interviews. Um, say you don't get an opportunity to pitch yourself, but you can leave printed copies of these pitch deck to every uh, interviewer there in the room. I had a candidate that did that. Uh, yes, yeah, she didn't get the job, but guess what? Till this day, I still remember her. And when you make an impact, just because a company may not think you're a perfect fit for that one role, that in, if you made an impact some way down the road, even if a month later or a year later, if you, if you made an impact on those individuals that are interviewing you, mm -hmm. people remember you forever. And if there's never opportunity that kind of matches your skill, guess what's going to happen? They're going to call you first. They don't even need to post a job. And that what's happen that's what interviews all about is it's actually if you start looking at interviews as a networking opportunity, then you'll be a lot more successful because you want to build a relationship and make an impact. It's all about making an impact and an impact lasts longer than a one-off interview. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this is great. So what you've what we've covered so far is we've covered interviews or we covered resumes and really what's important. And it's really about bringing and showing your value in those resumes and having that come across. I really like the concept of your pitch deck. I'm going to go into that uh, in a little bit more detail because I'm sure our audience members are, are wondering, you know, what exactly should I be putting into a pitch deck so it shows up uh, really well in front of interviews. I, I'm with you 100% networking. Always take the opportunity to build a relationship instead of just going for that one single win. Uh, but we're going to do all of that once we come back from break. So we'll, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a minute. Are you planning to move to Canada and concerned about how you will find your first job? Maybe you're already here and struggling to get that big break. As a newcomer to Canada myself, I knew the best time to be prepared for a job search is before I needed the job. My name is Connell Valentine and I'll be your online course instructor helping you get the job soon after and maybe even before you land in Canada. I'll be sharing my screen while helping you build your brand new Canadian resume that will delight recruiters. We will create a direct email marketing campaign to hiring managers that will make you stand out from your competition. 
we will then be doing a demo of a real online job application, showing you the precise steps you need to follow to quadruple your chances at getting the job interview. And finally, to get the inside info on the vast majority of the hidden job market, I'll show you how real networking is done in Canada. The average salary in Canada is well over $200 per day. Don't waste any more time and money being unemployed while trying to find the right way to job search. Get lifetime access to these courses at the link in the show notes below at courses.zerotohired.com. Use it to get your first job fast and to get your promotional jobs in your future. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is John Ribeiro here with Gurpreet Mann talking about resumes and interviews and how you can be successful for that next opportunity that shows up for you. And when we left off, we were talking about a pitch deck. So Gurpreet, you know, I love the concept of you talking about a pitch deck. I want to go into this specifically, and I'm, I, I'm pretty sure our audience members are wondering what exactly should somebody have in a pitch deck that's going to make them stand out? Yes, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, so pitch deck, you know, first of all, there's a great tool called Canva. Canva? Uh, okay. Canva.com. Okay. Um, so it, it's free and then there's a paid version, but the fee, free version is pretty good as well. Um, so first of all, everybody should know about this tool that's available to everybody, even job seekers. Okay. It's, it's an amazing tool and anybody that has a creativity uh, mind will love it. Um, for those people that are not creative, it's still good because it's all a bunch of templates, right? Mm-hmm. When you go on Canva, you can actually search for a pitch deck template and pick one that you like, you manipulate it to however you want it. So the thing about pitch deck is what do you want to be put in? You want to showcase, you want to start off with a little bit, obviously introducing who you are, uh, you know, some professional stuff and a little bit, you can throw in some, you know, what makes you unique or some unique things about you uh, and so on. Right. Like it, it make it fun. It doesn't have to be so like all like job, 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 mm-hmm. but put a little human touch to it. So where you're talking about your credentials, who you are, your experience, you're also throwing some fun facts about you, right? Uh, it's something I do as well for my pitch decks when I'm approaching potential clients. I talk about who I am and then I have a little section called some fun facts about me. Uh, and it can, it can be anything where I talk about, you know, I was nominated for a top 40 or whatever, um, I am, I sit on a board, I run workshops, anything that showcases something different about you that's outside of your, uh, related work field. Right. Uh, but you still want to keep a little bit of professional thing. And if you really know your audience and who you're pitching it to, that's even better. Um, uh, because then you can make it even more personalized. So if you're sending it out to a particular company, you want to incorporate the logos in there too. And if you're sending it to an individual, make sure you study the LinkedIn profile as much as details you can. And then if there's some personal stuff the individuals ever posted on LinkedIn and it's similar to activities you do, then that can be something you can talk about in your fun fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it all comes down to a little bit of doing some research. The other slides components of the pitch deck should be more focused on, you know, what your value is, what you believe in organizations or your value or you as a professional, what are your values, right? What standards do you set? What's your approach? 
um, what's what's your approach? Like for for me, like when I'm working with clients, I highlight that. Like when you work with me, this is how we this is how we approach. Uh, things and we have a step formula you know we diagnose we do this uh, and then we come up with we do a market analysis and research and so on so what's your approach we all have an approach so break down your steps of if it's a problem solving what steps do you take to solve a problem right uh, if you're a project manager you can highlight you know what steps you take when you're managing a project right related back to your field and we all have an approach it just again requires a lot more you know, it requires more of a thought process thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, uh, next deck, can, next slide can be all about the different projects you've worked on. If you're a project manager, then you should be highlighting the different projects you worked on. If you are, uh, for example, a marketing person, then you, you should highlight all the different marketing campaigns you've run, like you designed and implemented. Um, if you are a web developer, same thing. You can talk about the different pro- uh, web projects you've worked on, right? You can give a little snapshot of these all these different projects you've worked on. Um, next slide, you can have success stories. It's something I I do all the time for my clients is I showcase some of the success stories with some of my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we as in the professional individuals can do the same thing. What are our success stories as our career professional? Um, you can highlight that, right? And lastly, it can be how to contact you. So this wow, is a little bit a, of a That's important, right? <laughs> yeah. and, but again, the sky is the limit. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to really highlight is, honestly, there's no right or wrong way of doing pitch decks or resumes. Uh, in the end of the day, it's, it's, it's an end user's perspective. The, but the pitch deck I'm going to tell you is, if you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, you're better off sending a pitch deck than a boring resume because resumes are more, again, focused towards getting the across the ATS, right? Pitch decks are more fun to read. Uh, they're different. Automatically, you make an impression uh, because it's different. It showcases your presentation style. Let's face it, nowadays, you need to know how to present things, right? Yes. Especially if you want to move up in your career for, for all professional individuals, sooner or later, you're going to have to do some kind of a presentation. Um, so showcase presentation skills, um, designing skills, creativity. It honestly, in it, this, again, like I can sit here and name everything that pitch deck can highlight for you, but most of all, it's, it's setting you, uh, stand, you're standing out, right? You're taking a different approach. Mm-hmm. Everybody does resumes. Yes. Get very creative. Uh, and I'm not saying get creative where I've seen people like sending, uh, I didn't think it was creative, but it was creative enough. But I, like, you know, instead of spending money on things, and I've seen people do this where someone made, I think they had sweet treats uh, in this box and they had, but when you open it, the individual had their resume printed onto this box inside so once you opened it you see all these cupcakes and then you saw the individual's resume that cost that cost money right yes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. canva is <laughs> not going to cost you anything other, other than your time yeah but yeah, I, yeah sorry and i just want to reinforce right so this is something you take with you into your resume and into networking events you don't necessarily send this as a replacement for your resume. You still need to do your resume. So your resume yes, still needs to correct. be in a text format. It needs to be boring because the ATSs or the application tracking systems 
that's what they take in. That's what they, they, that's what they digest. And that's what they spit back out to recruiters and to hiring managers. So this is something that's going to be in addition to that. But I, I love the concept of the pitch deck because now, and I'll, it's going to lead me into my next question is, you know, when you go into an interview, this is going to make a, this is going to be a conversation piece that you're going to speak to now, right? Yeah. So when, and we got a few minutes left, so I want to make sure that we cover this. So what are some of the things that you have seen have been really successful for candidates in interviews outside of introducing and showing the yeah. pitch deck, but what else? What else? Well, one of the biggest thing I've seen, first of all, let's the interview it's nerve wracking, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I do um, to make the candidate feel comfortable and it's part of my job, right? As an HR professional, some people may not do this, but I take the time to make the individual feel comfortable. Uh, but I, one thing I've really liked is a candidate that's done their research, even on me. And come on, like these days, uh, we have LinkedIn. It's not that hard to, you know, do some research on the person that's interviewing you. And we always disclose who's going to be interviewing you, right? If you're having an interview with me, I'm going to say you're, you're having an interview with me. Um, if you moved up to a second round of an interview, then you, you, you say, okay, hey, you know, congratulations. We want to call you in for a second interview. You'll be meeting with such and such, right? All those names are given, first and last names, always given, right? What position they hold in the company is always given. All it requires you to do is take that information, go look them up on LinkedIn and read their profiles, get to know them. And someone who's active like me, and if you come into an interview and you can say, hey, you know, hey, by the way, I really liked your post yesterday. Or by the way, I really liked something you posted a month ago. Mm -hmm. It's still a connection you're building, right? It's also an icebreaker. But it showcased that you took that step to really get to know me as an interviewer, right? Um, so that's something that a lot of people are not doing, but it's something so easy to do. I do this even with my client meetings. Yeah, I know. And so do I. This is every time I meet with somebody new, I do a little bit of research to see how we can connect a little bit quacker, a little bit quicker, not quacker, quicker. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, yeah, but this is important. Right? And, and I think this is, you know, you touch on a really good point because I know one of the things as I interviewed other recruiters, one of the things they talk about is they struggle with, you know, the, having to warm up a candidate in the first 20 minutes, right? And you're wasting yeah. 20 minutes of an interview, you know, just warming up, like go in there hot, like don't, don't, don't go in with the need to warm up, go in hot. This way you can start with the conversation. You can start adding your value really quickly. Exactly. Sorry, you, wanted to, you wanted to add something else, Capri. I also, the last, like one thing I will highlight is, uh, you know, like like hard, like what the recruiter one of the recruiters that told you like 20 minutes like taking that step to warm a candidate the worst thing you can do is when someone's trying to warm up to you and you're like not really giving answers and you're doing like mm. yes no really brief uh answers when someone's warming up to you the first five minutes ten minutes it's, a, it's an opportunity for both parties, right? Like a recruiter or HR will start the initiative, but you as a candidate need to respond and you need to start engaging too, right? Interviews are all about engagement. Best interviews are the ones that can turn into a conversation. So it's an opportunity, a window open to you in the, right in the get-go if you start a conversation. Like someone's trying, you need to keep that going and start adding more fuel to the conversation. Yeah. And this is where I see a lot of candidates 
are not doing. And I understand it's nerve-wracking and you're nervous, but best way to get over this nervousness is actually doing some research on the individual themselves who are interviewing you. Yes. No, absolutely, it, I agree. I agree with it that. Help. It really helps uh, to break that ice. Um, second of all is one thing I want to highlight that I've seen few people do this, and I'm going to say it's a big no, 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 no. I understand interviews are all about two-way street. One thing you never want to do is never hijack the interview. Never. Mm. I've had this happen to me, and I was like, uh, wait, what's going on? <laughs> you never want to hijack an interview for many reasons. First of all, it's a little bit of a disrespect to hi uh, just hijack the interview, right? Let the person that's uh, starting the interview, let them lead, right? It showcases, when you let somebody lead, it showcases your ability that you have active listening skills, you're a good listener, and you have the potential to also let someone else lead, right? When you, when you come in uh, overbearing and overcharged and you start hijacking the interview, let's let's be real nobody likes that type of personality because they showcase you're not team player right yes. so it can negatively uh backfire on you La one thing i'm really i had one candidate do this to me if you if if there's something the company is doing wrong or you said you feel like uh for example a system they're implementing or thinking of going with you don't agree with it that's your window to really showcase hey you know what it's not a bad system, but based on my experience, I can suggest you, here are a couple of suggestions for a better system. You get the best for your buck, X, Y, and Z. I mm -hmm. had a candidate, and this was a group interview with you know CEOs and all the managers. It was a really crucial role. And the candidate blew it by his reaction to the system we're getting. And oh, the wow. was getting, and he said, well, if you get this system, then I don't want to work for you. Like he went all mad and then a little bit calmed down and we were all like what's going on this is like a senior lover person right so every opportunity in an interview <laughs> to showcase uh your yeah. professionalism right even if you don't agree with something someone's saying just take it and say you know not bad suggestion or whatever but here's how here's other things you can possibly look at sometimes you being the expert in that field take advantage yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think what, what you got to be considerate of is, you know, when people, you know, using your example, when people have already invested a lot of money in a particular tool or a particular system and they're implementing it, you know, when they get to the point of implementation, they've already spent lots of money. And if you highlight that they're not very smart by doing that, that, you know, they're never going to be your friend because you're just highlighting how not yeah, smart they are. Exactly. So you got to be really careful with that. But I think you make a really great point. You got to go in, you got to be respectful. You got to be treated, you know, and, and the golden rule is, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. So if you want to be treated that way and okay, that's a little bit different, but I think the majority of us want to be treated with respect and honesty and, but consideration when it comes down to it right like, yeah. nobody wants to be highlighted as hey that's a colossal mistake don't do that it's like who are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've had, that. I've had those experiences and I was like oh my god I so want to help you <laughs> but yeah. I I'm on the other side of the table right yeah, uh, yeah. And, and from a crew so from a recruiter I know we got like one or two minutes left but from a recruiter's perspective you're also managing your clients like you're, you're managing your clients to make sure that you get them the right candidates. Right. And even, even the thing is, uh, 
not even a recruiter, right? Like, cause we work with companies on different levels. When you're working with a client, even if, cause I worked in house as an HR too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, doing recruitment, it, it, regardless of what side you're on inside or outside of the organization, the goal is the same, right? The goal is to get the right candidate uh, for the organization, right? It doesn't matter if you're a recruiter from a recruitment agency or recruiter in-house, the goal is always the same, is to get the right candidate with the right set skills that can take the company to the next level, whatever the case of the role is, right? One thing I wanna highlight is there's one question that you as a candidate should always answer, um, not answer, sorry, always ask in the interview and don't leave the interview without asking this one question. This one question is, do you have any concerns of my ability to perform this role? You always wanna ask this one question in the interview because guess what? This, this is gonna cover a lot of things. If the interview had any doubts, now is their opportunity to ask you and cover those doubts, right? If they have any concerns, this question will help them with any concerns because you're asking them, do you have any concerns of my ability to perform this role? And you know what? My sister actually gave me this question because she used to ask this question like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I used to start asking that same question when I was a job seeker and it allowed the conversations to flow. If they had any doubt, they were like, yeah, you know what? I'm not too clear on this part. Uh, or I don't know if you have enough experience in this one part, right? Sometimes the interviews uh, are, could be structured in, an, in a way that maybe you didn't get an opportunity to cover something that the role requires, but with this question will allow it uh, to ask those questions uh, to the interviewer and they now you have an opportunity to cover any doubts. You never want to leave the interview with the interviewer having some doubts. You want to close that gap and this question will allow you to close that doubt gap. That is fantastic. I love it. It also shows, and what I like about it, it shows, and you got to be prepared for it too, right? Because if you're not a person who's open to feedback, don't ask the question because you might not like what you get in terms of a response. But it definitely opens you up. It shows a little bit of vulnerability, but it also shows, and what I really like about this question, it shows that you're open to feedback. You know, and one of the biggest challenges I know organizations, I know one of the biggest challenges I've had in the past in hiring people is not being able to work with somebody I can give feedback to. And that's really important because if they're not open to feedback, then things will never progress. Things will never right. get better because there's a problem, but we don't talk about the problem because I know you're not comfortable with it. So that, that is, wow. I love it. I love that question. I'm going to make sure I put that in the description for the podcast because I think I'm not, actually, I'm not going to give it away. They're going to have to listen to this whole thing. (laughs) It's an amazing question to ask. It is. It is. And honestly, just like I want to add one last thing about this. Besides this question, Mm -hmm. you should always ask questions. It amazes me how many candidates don't ask questions in interviews. Yes. And and, and that can also work against you, right? Like uh, the reason it works against you if you're not asking questions, it showcases you just want a job. It doesn't showcase that you're truly invested in your career, that you also want to assess the company to make sure the company's right for you, the role's right for you, right? Um, So you always want to have questions. That's why interviews are two-way street. The the interviews are going to ask you questions and then you have an opportunity. That's why they always say, hey, uh, you know, do you have any questions for us? Make sure you have good, solid uh, 
five, six, seven questions, whatever questions are like, there's no hard rule that it has to be five or six or, you know, if you have 10 questions, by all means, ask, yeah. ask your questions. Don't shy away from asking questions. It's one thing I always tell Ken, it's never shy away from asking questions, but focus on what you want. And if you don't know what uh, companies you want to work for, what type of job you're looking for, then it gets a little bit tricky to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. um, but you need to really figure out what uh, companies you want to work for and the type of role you want. And then that's your questions to ask uh, when you're in an interview. You always want to ask questions. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's a great tip. And actually, it's one of the things that we also, uh, we, 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 we tell our clients to do, right? Make sure you go in with a set of questions. But, and, and, and I, I just want to touch on and close up on this final point. If you go in prepared and you do have a really good conversation throughout, most likely you will be asking your questions throughout the interview, not just at the end. Yes. So, right. and, and this is what I like because then that actually shows that you're having dialogue with the person on the other side of the table versus the other person just asking you questions and you'd be responding. Yeah. I think this is where it creates conversation. Correct. But you got to go in prepared, understanding what possible challenges the organization is facing, asking them those questions, and then they can come back and ask you different types of questions. Yeah. So now they're really getting to know you on a very different That's level. why it's important to do research on the company beyond the website. And mm. a lot of people just read stuff what's on the company website. The best way to research a company is Google. Google yeah. them. Yeah, we, we talked about turning on Google alerts. So if you want to have uh, the information of an organization drop right into your mailbox without you actually having to go search for it, you can set up a Google alert. So it's bringing that information to you. So yeah, no, it's fantastic. So Gapreet, I, we're at the end of our time now. I, I, I want to keep going. Maybe I'm going to have to bring you back for another podcast <laughs> because we got, we just. Yeah, I want to keep going too, but yeah. I know there's a time limit. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep my answers right to the point. <laughs> yeah, you've given us some, uh, some incredible value. I know I, I've been taking notes this whole time. So, and I know the audience members, if they're listening, they should be taking uh, a slew yeah. of notes because there's so much good information here. Uh, just to wrap up, what are, I know you got a few things going on. Is there anything you want to share with us or do you want to let us know how we can get in contact with yeah. you? Yeah, uh, I'm open. My network's an open networking on LinkedIn. So I never refuse any connections. Uh, best way to connect with me is, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, Gurpreet K. Man. Uh, yeah, I'll make sure I include that in the show notes yeah, so people can connect with you. I, I write a lot. Uh, I do. I am working. I have a lot of like, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with candidates. I offer, uh, I do once a week free uh, resume mentoring uh, sessions. Um, also, I have like classes and stuff that I, workshops that I put out there as well. And I'm working on a, a new program that I'm going to be bringing out for just in time for this whole hot job market because it's mm -hmm. the quarter. There's a lot of job opportunities right now going on. Um, so I'm going to be basically giving that information on LinkedIn. Terrific. I'm going to make sure I highlight that. I'm going to get this podcast out as soon as I can, because I don't want people to miss out on the opportunities that are happening right now. Yeah. That uh, program actually, I, I can give the title. It's called land a job within 30 days. And literally if you take this program, you're going to be working with me uh, 30 days. And you're going to get, you, if you do everything we talk about, we discuss, you have access to me as well, you will land a job in 30 days, especially right now. It's a hot market. Right now is the market 
job market. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> jump on this. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. You talked about at the beginning how Q3 is a really hot market. So yeah, no, definitely uh, we're going to get that out and we're going to make sure we include that in the show notes. All right, so Gafreed, thank you for your time today. Like I said, I think I'm going to have to bring you back because I think we just scratched the surface of, you know, what you have in terms of knowledge. I know it's, it, what I do like about what you talk about, it's practical. It's, you know, it's common sense things that aren't necessarily common sense for a lot of people, but it definitely, they're easy things to do, easy things to apply. And really the things that you covered today have given the listeners a lot of advantages over other, other people who are not listening and yeah. too bad for them. Honestly, uh, but, just one last thing is sure. positivity, right? Attract yeah. what you want. Forget everything. Like, you know, we can all talk about advice and whatever. Mm -hmm. If your mindset, if you have any fears and doubts, it will project onto what you're trying to attract, right? So always seeing that I believe in law, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So individuals should Google law of attraction and always be in that zone to attract what you want. Excellent. And believe, believe it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Half the battle is people don't have confidence, right? So believe in your abilities, believe in your career, believe, believe in yourself, believe the results you can get for companies, right? And just stay in that mindset yeah. that I can do this. Yeah and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and what I like is all the tips that you gave us today build on that confidence. And yeah. so, you know, it's one thing to believe, but then to back it up and to support it with some of the work and some of the strategies that you covered today. So that is, uh, wow, awesome. Love it. It's so cool. So, uh, Gurpreet, thank you again for your time today. You're and welcome, John. And what we're going to do, we're going to wrap up the, this episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.